How to Feel Satisfied in Your Marriage, Episode 73. Welcome to the Awaken You Podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome back to another week of Creating Your Best Life. And speaking of that, For those of you in the United States, how was your long holiday weekend with your spouse? What things are coming up for you after these three days with the one you want that loving relationship with? Let me suggest, if you haven't already, that you go download my free Abundant Love mini course, which is going to help you take a look at those thoughts about that marriage and help you decide if you want to keep them. Maybe you do. Maybe they feel justified, but it will also help you remember and to focus on the thoughts that you love thinking about your marriage. I know It is 100% possible that right now you have zero positive thoughts about your marriage. And the good news is that that is 100% okay. And yes, there is still hope. If I could do it in my marriage, then there for sure is hope for you in your marriage. Trust me. Today, I am going to help you figure out how to feel more satisfied in your marriage. Excited or what? But before we do that, I want to pause for a moment to talk about your marriage goals. So last week on the podcast, I talked about taking a pause, how we were coming up to the second half of 2022. I'm not sure how that has already happened, but we know how this all goes. And as we launch into the second half, it is the perfect time to take a look at where you've come with your marriage goals over these past six months, these first six months of 2022. Take a look and decide if you want to make any adjustments to the plan that you have in place right now, the plan you have to create this better marriage. It is a great time to look at how you are keeping your marriage goals a priority and in what ways you may not be. These are all prompts that you can write on. You can write down, how am I keeping my marriage goals a priority? Answer that question, write about it and write about the ways that you're not, not to shame yourself, just to create awareness. This is how we create what we want in our life, right? So take some time to write down what feels good about what is working in your marriage. 
And how will you get better at keeping your marriage goals in the forefront of your mind? These are all prompts still. And then get specific. Write down your plan for the next six months. That plan can start with the next week, the next day, or the next month. Make it quick, brief, and this is important work to do if you want to end the year feeling good about what you did to make your life feel better. Now, maybe part of that plan is to work through the Abundant Love mini course, or maybe it is to listen through all of the Awaken You episodes, or maybe you're taking the next step which is to schedule a mini coaching session to get clarity on what your next steps should be. With that settled, let's talk about how to feel satisfied in your marriage and why you don't feel satisfied. If you've been listening for a while, you already know that most of us go about trying to feel loved by our spouse in all of the wrong ways. And that's why most of us are unhappy in our marriages. But people don't teach us this stuff. So that's what I'm here for. We want our lovers, our partners, maybe we don't even call them lovers anymore. We want them to show us love in ways that make us feel loved, right? I mean, duh. (laughs) And if they don't, then here we are feeling empty, angry, disappointed, resentful, and what else? Come on, share. Maybe I even want to suggest that you take some time to write about all the reasons you don't feel satisfied. Write them down. Take a look at them. This is going to give you so much insight, especially if the majority of the things are things that you cannot control. You cannot make your partner do the things that you need to feel loved. I mean, sure, you can. And they might mechanically do it for you. And you're going to notice that it's mechanical, that it and it doesn't make you feel loved. So from the five love languages, if you have not read that book, I provide a link in the show notes. From this book, we can learn what our love languages are. And together with our spouses or by ourselves, we can figure out what their love languages are. This gives us a better understanding of ourselves and our spouse. But then let me share how things could possibly go wrong. This is how things went wrong when a therapist suggested we read this book together. One, he didn't want to read it. He didn't want to be forced into something he didn't want to do. And two, we were expected to fulfill these love needs for each other. Let's go back to the mechanical, right? Maybe we want them to share words of affirmation with us or to touch us. Maybe take care of some tasks around the house or run some errands for us or get all sorts of special gifts. Wouldn't that be fun? 
or maybe spend some good quality time with us. That is one of my love languages, by the way. And maybe this is what's happening. Maybe we're fulfilling their love language in a way that feels obligational. And we're wondering why they're not loving us back for all these things that we're doing. These languages are for awareness to be carried out from a place of love without needing anything in return. Now, the secret is, is that when we do these things from a place of love and desire to show up in a loving way for our spouses, they react differently. Today, I am going to look at the difference between feeling lacking or deprived in our marriage versus feeling satisfied. I'm going to explain the two different ends of the spectrum, and then I'm going to help you see which one feels more empowering. And lastly, I will give you some action steps to start stepping out of deprivation and into satisfaction with how loved you feel. First, let's look at ways that we feel loved. When we feel insecure and dissatisfied with how our spouse is providing us with this sense of love that we want, that we're expecting, we often have a good idea of what we would like more of. And we want our spouses to do those things. This is that list that I suggested you write down. Write down these things you want them to do and ask yourself then why you need them to do these things. And this might be a stretch for you right now. You might be thinking, uh, Duh, Chris, this is so obvious. If they would do these things, I could then know that they love me. But could you imagine feeling loved without them doing these things for you? Now, do you remember way back when, when they maybe didn't do these things and you still loved them? You were madly in love. Maybe you want to go read the five love languages to help get a better idea of what both of your love languages are, and you can read it on your own. You can ask your spouse. You can invite them. That's how I would suggest you do it. Invite them to read it with you, but they might say no. This book is a great awareness tool when used appropriately. And that's what I want to dig into, the best way to get the love you want so that you can feel satisfied. So let's look at what deficiency needs are. When we feel like our partner is lacking in the giving love department, our desire for them to change is coming from this lack of satisfaction, this deficiency. And Abraham Maslow tells about how when we're in this deficient state, everything else gets shadowed. We're hyper-focused on what we aren't getting while not seeing what's in front of us, what we are getting. And the longer we focus on this lack, this deficiency, 
the more we become needy, we become more defensive of what we need, our system gets really, really good at focusing on what is wrong so it can correct itself. And unfortunately, in our marriages, this will usually get us further away from what it is we really want. The way we end up acting when we feel deficient makes us look needy and demanding. And it often makes our spouses feel insufficient, like we're telling them that they're not good enough. You know how you show up when someone is making you feel like you aren't fulfilling their needs very well. Now again, we know that other people can't make us feel a certain way. But when people say things a certain way, like you need to do this for me to feel loved or you never do this, it makes us feel low, insufficient, right? And it doesn't work out too well. Have you noticed that? It makes us shut down. Or we people please. And we're super kind, but for all the wrong reasons. So when we're acting out of this place of fear, we're not getting enough love. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get this love? Or anxiety, suspicion maybe, and constantly making demands on what is real in our marriage, what is actually going on, our partners don't act all that well. It pushes them to do the opposite of what we actually want. Now, I'd like you to take a moment to think about this state of defensiveness you may be in right now. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to check in with your body and ask yourself how this feels. What is your body telling you? Are you closed off, tight, hot, or are you open, loose, feel a little cool, airy? Now, this is where many of my clients state that they feel so powerless to change their situation, and it's because we're trying to control the outcome through the actions of others, which is never ever, ever a powerful place to get what you want. Here is where our work within, inside of us begins. When we don't know how to provide ourselves with what we are wanting our spouses to give us, we will always be needing from a place of lack. We will always be empty vessels until we learn how to fill ourselves up from within. Deficiency needs have us starved while using our partner to provide us with something that we're not providing for ourselves. Now let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum. So we went from deficiency needs to growth needs. Now Maslow talks about looking within while understanding that everything we need is available inside of us. And that when we move from defensive wisdom, when we're defending ourselves to what he calls growth wisdom, 
we start to see things a bit more clearly, a lot more clearly. In the beginning, it's just a, a little more clear. But then things just start to get more and more clear. We start to feel a bit more open and accepting of the way things are while figuring out how to love ourselves in the middle of this pain. Having compassion for the fact that we are feeling this pain. And when we look at where we are from a place of growth, we start asking ourselves better questions. Questions like, what can I do right now to make myself feel better? Instead of a question like this, what can I do to prove they're doing it all wrong? Now listen to those two questions, hit the rewind button. Do you feel the difference between these two questions? I'm going to repeat them again. What can I do right now to make myself feel better? This one comes from a place of abundance. And to answer that question, I can't answer it for you. But for me, it might be to to just step away to notice how I'm feeling and that I'm looking for outside validation. And how can I bring it back to myself? Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to sit down and write. Maybe I just need to take a break and step away. Now, the second question, what can I do to prove they are doing this wrong? That feels so controlling, so manipulative, so closed off, right? And from that place, we don't move forward. And this is why the feeling work that I do with my clients and I talk about here on the podcast is so important because when we start to feel that closing in, that's our cue. Oh, something's going on here. What am I thinking? Am I empowering myself here or not? And I'm not saying it's super easy. It's a journey. But this is where we start. And from this perspective shift, changing the way we ask ourselves questions, we can see our lack of power to get our love requirements filled through demands, through shaming, so that we can feel better while then getting to the work of learning how to fill ourselves up with love and self-compassion, understanding what it is we do actually need, why we need it. And as we fill ourselves up, we ourselves grow more loving, empathetic, compassionate towards ourselves and what we need and what we want and towards our spouses. And we become more emotionally available. So important. We start to open up. We start to have more patience, which has us better expressing how we're feeling and what we would love our spouses to do for us in our marriage. We get better at giving love without needing anything in return. And while we do that, guess what? We get in return more of what we want. 
Ta-da! As we get to this space of learning how to supply ourselves with continual love and self-compassion, we learn how to become more open and honest about our wants and our desires while making requests in a non-threatening way, which opens us up to more of what we want in our marriage. So how do we start taking these steps away from that lack and deficiency towards satisfaction? Let's start with noticing when you feel unloved. Start paying attention. Take some time to notice and better understand where you are operating from. Are you operating from a place of fear, blame, projection, expectation, and it's 100% normal, okay? No shame about this. Most of us have safety and security concerns, for sure. But just take time to notice and then take some time to write about what you are experiencing and how this expectation feels, Take time to notice the following things. One, what were they doing or what weren't they doing? What were you thinking about what they were doing? And then I'm going to add one that I didn't write down. But ask yourself why you are all up in their business. Why aren't you staying present and being in your own body? Third, Actually, this is four now because I added another one in there. So fourth, see if you can figure out how this is making you feel. This thing that you're thinking about what they're doing. And even better, if you can go into your body and describe what your body felt like, just recreate the scenario. It will come back to you, this feeling, And start to pay attention to what happens in your body. And then the next question, how do you want to act in this situation? Close your eyes and really think of how you would want to act. What is the best way for you to show up to feel good yourself? And then the last question What would be the most loving thing you could do for yourself in this moment? And when you decide what that thing is, do it. Notice what part you play in this pattern you and your spouse have developed. Once you are able to work through this pattern over and over and over again, using these steps I just shared, you will start seeing how this pattern starts to change. And when you start changing your pattern, you may realize you still have a desire for them to show you love in a certain way. But the difference is that you no longer need it. You want it. You desire it. This is where you can get open and vulnerable about your desires which has you powerfully influencing your marriage by then helping your partner to be more vulnerable as well. 
they see you opening up and being raw, and it helps them do the same. It can help soften them up to the idea of what shared love could look like again in your marriage. Now, most of us won't step into the realm of growth and satisfaction because we are trained and evolved to be motivated by deficiency. But when we can see how awful this is making us feel, that is when we can step into our power and start changing our evolved selves and now evolve into our new, fancier, more loving selves. And that is what I have for you this week, my loves. So go download my Abundant Love free course. Go buy the five love languages, the links in the show notes. And then schedule your mini coaching session so you can start planning how you are going to have a more loving relationship by the end of this year. I love you all. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you. Mm -hmm.